Hey, how you doing? I'm Daniel Ruiz Tyson. It is the 12th of December, day 12 of Daniel Ruiz Tyson's Advent Calendar, 24 daily podcast to take you right up to Christmas as I look to see if it is possible for me to ever love Christmas again like I did back in my younger days. Closing in on the halfway point of my search now. In thinking about these old Christmases, in thinking about how these memories survived that too decade-long disinterest in the 24 days that had so obsessed my younger self. And through retracing old haunts, I'm sensing that pursuing this route might lead to something. It's not the barely contained excitement heavy countdown of old. I don't kid myself for one minute that it is. Back then I had no real awareness or understanding of just what sacrifices my mum was making every year to bring us the wonderful Yuletides that meant I went into the 90s still in love with Christmas. The effort of turning out these daily comics and mapping out these seven Kid Cop Christmas episodes every year, checking the actors' availability for those episodes. Don't forget both Sam Fox and Don Johnson also had music careers in the mid to late 80s. Also meant that neither could I see just how uninvolved my dad was in the whole process beyond every year picking out a flaw in whatever real Christmas tree my mum had put up that Christmas. This effort to re-engage with Christmas has left me feeling a little like Captain America re-emerging into the world in issue four of the Avengers after spending decades frozen in a block of ice in a state of suspended animation. I've stepped into a Christmas I don't quite recognize as commercial as it was back when i walked away from it it feels like it's cranked up a few notches now and it's feeling to me that when i make a conscious effort to look for christmas in the places where you couldn't possibly avoid christmas i come away feeling little or nothing i wrap up in multiple layers i put my hat on board multiple buses in and out of central london hand gel always fragrance free I don't like to attract attention, looking for Christmas in the obvious places. And I see the central London shops all done up. I stumble upon carol singers. There are ice rinks popping up everywhere. There are local festive craft fairs selling goods I might have been able to afford back when my career was in a healthier state. I don't think I'm ever going to be drawn into that type of box-ticking Christmas. I'm after a feeling rather than something physical. I'm after what might feel real to me. With me, Christmas was always a feeling, and that's why for me I think whatever I find might be something in my past that I can fast forward and bring with me into the present, something that helps me construct a new Christmas out of that for myself. That glimpse I had of Christmas a couple of days back, I didn't see that in the streets of the West End, harassed-looking shoppers all around me, Christmas music blaring out of stores. I felt it in my own streets, streets I walked as a kid when my parents walked before me. And so I think Christmas is a lot closer to me than I envisaged. I don't need to travel far and wide for it. It never left me. I was the one that walked away. And maybe Christmas has just been waiting for me to come back when I was ready. I feel like there's a little new countdown beginning in my head, far less ambitious than the one that dominated my life in the 80s. But it is a countdown, nevertheless. And Christmas Eve is just 12 days away.
Every day I open a door to my advent calendar. If you're listening to this on iTunes, then visit holdfastnetwork.com where you'll be able to see the pictures behind the doors each day. Behind today's door is a picture of a grifter, the late 70s, early 80s rival to the chopper, similar to the one my dad got me for Christmas 1980. The grifter was, I think, a deliberate move on my dad's part to get me to be more active. I'm guessing that by then he'd sussed I was more comfortable in my own company and that any physical exertions like the regular goalkeeper training on our local dogmuck heavy Lambeth Park had to be dragged out of me. Two Christmases earlier I'd gotten what was perhaps my greatest Christmas present ever, a Sabucho set, club edition, which only encouraged me to stay indoors. Every Christmas after that seemed to see me get some present designed to make me more active. And the grifter would prove to be the worst, most expensive of these gifts. Christmas 1980, as touched on in an earlier door, was the worst of our Christmases. It was the first Christmas in which my dad refused to participate. While he would involve himself in one more Christmas the following year in 81, his heart wasn't in it. Whatever was behind my dad's decision to remove himself from Christmas in 1980 would take control of him from 82 onwards. The Georgia Mildred film was on ITV on the afternoon of Christmas Day 1980, which was surprising given the film had only come out in the cinema that summer. A summer, incidentally, in which my dad had taken my sister and I to see Empire Strikes Back, and he'd had such a bad time of it that he refused to ever take us again to the cinema. A decision that, coupled with the VHS recorder not arriving in our bedsit for another nine years, meant that despite being a child of the 80s, there are a whole bunch of 80s films that I still haven't seen to this day. I've said already in this series, I would never know what happened in 1980 between my mum and dad for my dad to refuse to celebrate Christmas that year. For him... That Christmas, 1980, became all about getting me onto a bike and teaching me how to ride it. I remember in the run-up to that Christmas going to Halfords, I think on Lavender Hill, Clapham Junction, with my dad and uh, realising that he was going to buy me a bike and I thought, this isn't good. I never wanted a bike. 34 years on, there's not been a single one of those years where I've wanted a bike. I don't like being on the road. I lack the common sense to be on the road. I'm an accident waiting to happen. I'm happy with not being on the road. Before the recession killed the dream flying I'd taken for granted since the mid-70s, I was absolutely fine with buses and dream flying being my only form of transport. And it was halfway into watching Georgia Mildred that afternoon on Christmas Day that I heard the words from my dad that I dreaded. Right, let's get you out on the bike. Everything was about drills, repetitive drills. The stress and niggliness between us started every time he had to carry the grifter, a huge bike, down three flights of stairs from the hallway. It quickly became apparent to us that this, me learning how to ride the bike, would be no easy thing and that neither of us were enjoying it. My dad was a keep-fit fanatic. He would run behind me holding the bike saddle. There were no trailer wheels. This is how it was going to be. Neighbours laughed, my friends laughed, everyone laughed. U-turns were practised at the top of our road. I got to the top of the road, I went down Mayflower again. Over time, the route altered to incorporate the whole block. I don't think we ever did Atherfold. I'd come to an agreement with my dad that Atherfold was too muck-heavy for me to be riding through it. 
the weeks passed, winter faded. I lost count of the number of times I came crashing down off the grifter. My dad having to lift the bike off me, shouting at me in the street. Spring came and neighbours would see a man running behind the bike, holding onto the saddle, a man with a mullet and a hairy chest, sweating away. His son, in dated 70s hair, despite entering the 80s, riding on the bike, looking like he wasn't enjoying it. My dad wearing just a pair of tiny blue shorts. It was April 1981 before I finally learned how to ride the bike. I could hear my dad behind me. You did it, Danny, you did it. I glanced back to see him bare-chested, arms raised to the air, smiling in a way that I would rarely see him smiling again. I rarely rode the grifter after that. It remained in the bedsit for at least 15 years before my dad managed to find a buyer for it. I know he was disappointed that I was never one of those kids who would go out on his bike every day of his own accord. That was never going to happen. I could have told him that on the way to Halfords that day back in 1980. Let's do this again tomorrow. Daniel Ruiz Tyson's Advent Calendar is a Holdfast Network production. Visit holdfastnetwork.com or download the show on iTunes. For more of Daniel's work, visit 1607westegg.wordpress.com and you can follow him on Twitter at 1607westegg.com.